Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. We've got some good news and bad news for a couple of NFL playoff teams. We will get into that here coming up momentarily on FSR. It's two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. It's LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Wednesday morning. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific here on Fox Sports Radio. And it does feel like... uh, you know, I mean, we've got a bunch of games this weekend in the NFL. I'm trying not to, you know, get too sentimental because I realize we're not going to have NFL games pretty soon. It's going to be a bummer, you know. We've got four here, and then we're going to go back to the uh, typical two, and then we've got one left. Just, you know, kind of disappointing if you think about it. A little bit it's depressing. Ar- it's already starting to set in for me because uh, as we get into, like, the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, Thursday night football, you know, that started to hit the past couple of weeks. And then you, you don't have quite as many matchups to look into. So you're kind of taking a deeper dive in the ones you have. So it just, it is sad. I mean, it is sad. And, and look, even though there's an NFL offseason, there's the draft, there's all those fun things. This is still the end of the actual football season before we venture into the underwear Olympics that is the combine and the NFL draft. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, do you guys, uh, you guys want to play a fun little game here? Lavar, you want to play a fun little game? Come on, All right. let's go. So, so this, this fun little game is I have two separate envelopes here. All right, now, one of them is a good news envelope, and the other one is a bad news envelope as we get ready for the NFL playoffs continuing this weekend. All right, so Lavar, uh, you're going to get the opportunity to guess here or pick the envelope. I'm going to reach across the desk to you now. You can clearly see the envelope. Uh, so I'm going to give you this uh, this opportunity here uh, so you can clearly see the envelope. No, look at the envelope, Lavar. Right there. Yes, right there. Uh, okay. All right, so Lavar, uh, pick which one do you want? Do you want the good news or bad news envelope? Which give one do you want? Give me the good news. All right, so let me go ahead. Since and, I got the right, first pick, right, man, let go. Brady get the bad right. news. <laughs> oh, geez. Ooh, the Tennessee Titans get a little bit of good news, huh? How about that? Their superstar, Derrick Henry, cleared for contact yesterday at practice. Here was his head coach, Mike Vrabel. We'll be in pads today. I think that's a good step. We'll have to have some contact. It's It's been a while since he's had contact. You know, we're going to have to do these things that will come close to, to replicating what's going to be asked of him in a football game. So we'll have a week of work, and we'll see how he feels and make a decision. All right, so we have not seen Derrick Henry for quite some time, uh, but uh, I would be, and, and what the hell do I know? I'm not a doctor. Uh, Brady Quinn, I would be absolutely shocked if Derrick Henry's not on the field this weekend for the Tennessee Titans, and uh, as it's a winner goes, a winner-go-home situation in the NFL playoffs. I think Derrick Henry is going to be out there. In what capacity, who the hell knows, but I think he'll be on the field against the Bengals this weekend. I'm with you. I think he'll be out there. If not the sheer fact of the Adonis effect, where he just is so massive and <laughs> scary-looking, just threatening the Bengals players in pregame. Um, no, but in all reality, like he's, you've got you've to, if he's healthy enough to get him in there for a few plays – 
you got to take that risk and opportunity because I, I keep looking at this game thinking Tennessee may have a hard time keeping up with the Bengals if they can do what they've done down the stretch. If Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and all their weapons and Joe Burrow can continue to operate the way they have, I, I just think if this becomes a track meet and if you're Tennessee and you don't have your anchor, who is Derrick Henry, you're going to have a hard time keeping up. Like it, it's going to be, it's it's going to be have to be a perfect game, played the way the Titans want to play it, where they jump out to an early lead, hammer running the football, slow down the game, and all that. I don't think they want to get into a blow for blow, you know, tit for tat with Joe Burrow and the Bengals offense the way they're playing right now. Which is crazy to say about the Bengals at this yeah, point. Changed but, a lot in a year. Yeah, but I mean. The That's Bengals. accurate. LeVar the Bengals. You know? Bengals. <laughs> no, it's oh, Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's not much more to say to that. I want to hear what the bad news is. All right, so here we go. We got some bad news. Uh, now, Brady Quinn, you will get an opportunity to pick this envelope here uh, on the bad news. Well, so, I mean, uh, there's ahead. only one envelope. Well, left, I, I know, but I, I want to make sure that he has a chance to actually okay. grab the envelope. Um, Brady, okay. grab the envelope. Right. I'm not grab, messing grab around the here. Envelope, Brady. It. Okay. What are you holding? All right. I just grabbed it. I'm holding yeah. the envelope yeah. right now. All right. So what then, hold, right, Jonas? leave the thimble alone. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna grab the the bad news envelope here. Let's go. All right. Here we go. All right, there it is. All right, open it up. What we got? Oh, oh, geez. Oh, yeah, the 49ers got some injury problems. Uh, they've got uh, some injury concerns as we head into this Saturday's game at the Green Bay Packers, uh, whether it's Warner, uh, who did uh, practice in a limited capacity, Bosa, who's dealing with a concussion, Jimmy Garoppolo, who's got another injury that he's working with. Uh, it feels like the San Francisco 49ers uh, have got some uh, injury concerns of themselves that they head to Lambeau Field to take on the one-seed Packers uh, on the frozen tundra. Yeah, but is that the worst news of injuries? I mean, <laughs> Tampa Bay's got to be up there, right? Well, listen, I, yeah. I didn't make the envelopes. They were sitting in front of me. I don't know. I mean, whoever you. gave I mean, you that as the baddest news, um, uh, uh, you know, envelope. I, I just, I don't know. I think Tampa I mean, Bay is in more, more duress over injuries than. You know, then San Francisco. Who knows? I mean, maybe there'll be a good news, bad news envelope next hour. I mean, you never know. I think it's manageable. I, I think I think the injuries with San Francisco are more manageable. You know, I I think Fred Warner will be back. The the bigger the biggest question is Nick Bosa. If Nick Bosa is not on that defensive front, it totally changes the dynamic. You know, to go four quarters without him. I mean, they were able to make it what into the second half, I believe, or, or at least to halftime before that that, that happened to him. Um, I just think that the dynamic of that team is is totally compromised if Nick Bosa is not out there on the field. So I will say that that is horrible news if he's not cleared to play or is up to standard. I can't see how he would be okay to play um, in terms of just health-wise the way he was hit by that part of the, the, the guy's body. But if he is able to play and he's able to be effective – um, I don't worry about Garoppolo. I think he'll. I think he'll be fine. Like I said, I think Warner. I think he'll be fine. But in terms of like making a difference, if they're not fine, it's going. It's got to be Nick Bosa. No doubt about it. I mean, I, I think they all could play the role to some degree. It sounds like Fred Warner should be fine for it, uh, which which will be big. But in regards to Bosa, he's the difference maker. He's the one that ultimately him next to Eric Armstead are going to potentially be all over Aaron Rodgers and, and try to stymie that, that passing attack really their offense. So that's key 
The Garoppolo shoulder injury, which I believe happened in the second quarter, yeah. that's a go along with his thumb. It's kind of starting to be a page out of the Tom Brady playbook where like he would always be on the injury report for something to some degree at some point. And I don't know. Who knows how bad it is? I, I don't I only he really knows, but you know, there was a couple throws you said, okay, maybe he is playing with a banged-up shoulder. Maybe it's the thumb. It, it's hard to know now in retrospect or unless you're Jimmy Garoppolo. But the reality is he's going to play. He's going to go. He's tough. I do think this is something, though, that, you know, kind of, you know, Tom Brady used to do. Yeah, he just would say, ah, oh, yeah, he's banged up. He's got this, and he's on the injury report, and maybe he was limited to some degree in practice leading up to it, and then he'd come out in the game and look fine. So I, I suspect that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo will be fine come game time, even considering all the things he's dealing with. Do you think is Garoppolo still working with Alex Guerrero? Or is he still getting locked out of the facility there? Just wondering. <laughs> I don't think they have an office. In, oh, okay. This is one San Francisco. Never know. Garoppolo yeah. may want his money back. Yeah, he's going to join the AB club. Yeah, he's joining that class action lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, they got to go get their money back. Just like Antonio Brown. Yeah. Are you guys surprised? And and I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm on an island here. Are you surprised that the, the, well, as per usual, are you surprised that the gambling line is only Packers minus five and a half in this game? Now, it started to creep up towards six in some places, but I, if you would have asked me when the game was set, what do you think the line is? I would have said seven, seven and a half, something like that. It feels like Green Bay to me is significantly better than the 49ers. But I also thought the same thing about Dallas and San Fran led wire to wire. So what what am I missing about the 49ers that apparently everybody else can see? Well, maybe that makes you might be problem? missing something about the Green Bay Packers. And and that could be possibly their ability to defense uh, what seemingly is a red hot San Francisco offense. I don't I, you know, looking at the way they manhandled Dallas would give you pause to sit there and say, well, does Green Bay have a better defense than Dallas? Are they definitively better than what, what Dallas's defense is? I, I, I wouldn't say definitively better. I, don't, I, don't, I, didn't, I haven't looked yeah. at the rankings, but I, I just think that the way Kyle Shanahan and that group has prepared and have approached games from the offensive perspective – has has been I mean that was very impressive what they were able to do. Listen, when you know something is going to happen and they can still do it, you knew that they were going to use Debo Samuel. See, that's the smart part and the brilliance is the simplicity of of what Kyle Shanahan does. Everybody was trying to be cute. Ah, Devontae Smith, he's our main guy. We're going to use him as a decoy. Uh, C.D. Lamb, he's our best guy, but we're going to use him as a decoy. Like, no, don't use him as a decoy. Put C.D. Lamb in the backfield. Put C.D. Lamb in the slot. Put C.D. Lamb all over the place and get him find ways to get him the ball so he can make plays. That's what San Francisco is doing with Debo Samuels. You knew it was coming and they're still able to get success with Debo Samuels so I think that if you can't figure out a way to limit their offense with the way they're using him in such a prolific manner then you're going to have problems even if you are able to win the game or even if you're a better team the Packers struggle to stop the run now if you look at their rush defense 
you'd probably be deceived, right? Because you look at their yards, you say oh, they're, they're a top half of the league defense against the run. The reality is the yards per, per attempt is one of the worst in the league. And so when you try to put together the reason as to why there could be that difference in the rankings, it's because they play from a lead. And what ends up happening oftentimes in games versus the Packers is you've got teams who just abandon running the football and have to throw their way back into it. And so when, they, when teams do run against the Packers, they can be effective. That's their Achilles heel. That's, there That's where I think this game could be close and where San Francisco could hang around. The rushing attack with Elijah Mitchell, who, by the way, didn't play the last time these teams played in, what, week three or four earlier this season? Yeah, good game, too. A great game. It was a close game. Yeah. And if you, if, if you recall, there was a handshake there that got a little extra pub, too, <laughs> uh, or, or maybe lack thereof a handshake yeah, what's, between what, Kyle what, Shanahan and Matt LaFleur. What, what is that? They got some beef, those two? I, 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 we don't have enough time to discuss now. Maybe we can next hour. But there's a little more to this matchup <laughs> than I think. It's just oh. the X's and O's in this one. Oh. Yeah, it'll be, uh, that's going to be a fun one. So, uh, yeah, we will, uh, we will get to see. Battle of the youth group, huh? Uh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> group home. We got a group home beef going on. Huh? Uh, it All is right. uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. All right, so coming up next, uh, there is um, we were hearing a lot of conversation about a major, major change in the world of football. And now we are getting some news that it may not be happening at all. We'll get into all that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up in about uh, 10 minutes from now, there's a team in the NFL who's got a major question mark at quarterback moving forward, and we will speculate as to what the plan is. Uh, we'll get into that here uh, for you on Fox Sports Radio. Um, so, I don't know, man. I've been uh, hearing from a lot of people that uh, this college football playoff expansion, it's only a matter of time. Uh, I'm hearing uh, 12 teams. People were throwing out six. 16 at one point uh, we had eight we had all these other things that were coming on and uh then there's uh this report from uh, cbs uh and how the acc rejected a 12-team proposal uh there was concern over uh, roster sizes uh that uh they didn't feel like they would have enough players to, to for spring ball and so you're asking teams to potentially play 17 games etc cetera, etc cetera. so the acc rejects that and now there's more uh skepticism as to when this is going to happen happen now i'm hearing three years four years uh brady quinn you're the face of big noon kickoff people tune in to big noon kickoff every single saturday just to watch brady quinn they just want to watch brady quinn and then they get an extra you know uh, a serving of lavar errington stiff arm on a poor woman in iowa uh, but you are the voice of college football what the f oh, man God, are we getting it are we getting an expansion oh, or God. what of the playoffs what's Dude, it here. was like her reaction to the stiff arm <laughs> it was, so was like shock and awe. I mean, just further to wake. When we get far away from this, guys, that's going to be it's going to be way funnier because <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I'm kind of mortified that I did it. Honestly, like like now I'm thinking about it, it's like, man, I really stiff armed her. 
You know, I knew I knew it was Whoa. funny in the moment. It Not wasn't a really it wasn't, stiff yeah, armed her. It wasn't a solid one, but right. it was good because I did get a little extra mush at the end. Like you it, did. it was the last you got push part. off at the end. Yeah, I got that little bit of push off, and it was kind of like after I thought about it when I did it, I was laughing because I was so in the moment that that these these were Iowa people. Like these are Hawkeyes, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm hearing them boo me and stuff like that, and I had a good little little stiff I arm. Mean, to, you know, to give her credit, she did handle it better than Earl Thomas handled that. Derrick Henry stiff arm. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, he spun him like a top. Or, then, or Mr. Norman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, oof. Yeah, there's that yeah, one, too. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But, uh, but that was the big noon kickoff, yeah. and, and that is Brady's show. And, yeah. No, well, I, I am it. interested to hear what he has to say about this playoff. Yeah, yeah, so l- let's address a few things. The thought in regards to players playing too many games – player health and safety it's true you have to acknowledge what Jim Phillips who's the commissioner of the ACC what he's brought up is true this isn't college basketball it takes a much greater toll on your body based on the number of games you play and I do think that we're getting to a point where we're asking too much of these student athletes so you've got to be able to work both sides of this equation if you're going to have a playoff, whether that's 12 teams or I'm even more inclined to say 16 at this point, just to make round numbers, and, and, and I'll get to why I feel like that might want to, maybe should be the case when I get a minute, but the, the truth of how this whole thing is going to come together is there has to be give and take. You know, as much as the ACC wants to talk about player safety, the other end of the spectrum is they're upset about how it's being worded of how they'd go about putting in the top 12 teams. And it's all really about the top six. You know, you've got conferences right now, like the ACC and the Big Ten, who want their conference championship games to be automatic qualifiers, okay? They want their conference champ, regardless of who it is, to automatically get in. I like that. That's, that's what they want to be the case. Now, here's the problem with that. You're never going to have a group of five, or I shouldn't say never, but the group of five doesn't want that. And the group of five should be a part of the conversation in college football only because, dare I say this, they kind of saved us during COVID. If you remember back when COVID first started in 2020, we were seeing a lot of teams like Coastal Carolina, Louisiana Monroe, or some of these other schools, UTSA, some of these group of five schools that were playing when no one else wanted to. And, and I do think people started to go, wait a second, this Grayson McCall kid, this quarterback for Coastal Carolina is pretty darn good. Like maybe, maybe we should start paying attention to this. So I do think that's good for college football. And I also think it's, it's good moving forward to include them as part of that conversation and give them a shot of being a part of it. And they're not going to agree to something where they say, okay, so you're a conference champion – is getting in no matter what. And, and their argument is, well, what about Iowa? If Iowa would beat Michigan this year, do they deserve really to be a part of it? Or Northwestern a couple years ago when they are playing against Ohio State, did or they Penn really State. deserve to, to be a part of it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so you start going through those scenarios and you start to see some of the logic from their side of things where they're saying, well, hold on a second. Like, let's phrase this a different way. And so what's being proposed is this. They're basically saying that they want it to be the top six ranked conference champions. Now, that essentially 
is the synonymous verbiage as when you're saying the Big Ten champion is automatic qualifier. Because as, even, even as bad as some of the teams have been coming out of the Big Ten West, they still would be able to qualify as a top six ranked conference champ. Think about that for a second. You would have to have a, a group of five who's from Conference USA or the American Athletic Conference, which, by the way, their best teams are now moving to the Big 12. So take that into account. So you'd have to have some of those conferences have a team that finds its way up high enough to be in the top six ranked conference champs. And so even if you get a lesser opponent or an underdog winning in the ACC or Big Ten, it's almost impossible that they're not going to still get in as the conference champ because of how much they'll leap up or the Pac-12 for that matter. So it's kind of an odd hill to die on, at least in regards to how they construct the top 12 teams. And that's what doesn't make sense. If you want to talk about player safety and all that, okay, great. We can talk about that. Let's stop, Let's stop with a stop clock on a gain first down. How about that? 100%. Maybe that's going to cut off 10 minutes. Do it like the NFL does it. That will limit the amount of plays. There's one way of limiting the amount of players uh, it plays these players face. There's one way. You can actually take away a non-conference game. And how about you, or if you don't want to take away a non-conference game, let's just have everyone play eight conference games. Some conferences play nine, some play eight. So, so go sit there and say, let's all play eight, let's all put the same amount, and let's play three non-conference games, and that staves an extra week for room for a first round of the playoffs if you happen to make it in. And if not, you're eligible, you go to a bowl game. And by the way, it, it feels a little different, too, when you're a 6-5 and five football team going to a bowl than when you're 6-6. Six and six. You know, but th- that's there's there's multiple ways of figuring this thing out. The reality is there's parties behind the scenes who have interests that are persuading or persuading the ACC and the Big Ten to make the decisions that they're making right now. The most difficult challenge here is kind of what you said at, at the end of it is there's just too many agendas, too many, too many different agendas. And and somebody there's there's not going to be a solution that appeases and satisfies everyone that's involved, and that's that's. But but to that point, I mean, creating the playoff in the beginning did the same exact thing. Where it's at right now has done the same exact thing. So it's just trying to find out what's the what's the lesser of all the evils connected and and put together versus just you know the idea of just going into it and you know somebody has to lose out and lose out big i think that that's going to be the biggest challenge here and and the the length of the season and those games and different things like that i i still think that now you got to get into the whole nil conversation is going to to probably have to be in the conversation as well because now you're talking about you know if 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 that's if if with the playoff and 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 the NIL and and what that brings to the table if it gets to a point of significance then how is that going to play into to all of this because now you're going to talk about schools those smaller schools they may have a big booster that that might be willing to get involved with trying to help build that school now there there may be a lot of different things that go in a lot of different directions because people can now throw their money at things i mean for some people what what charlie batch did with uh with Caleb, yeah i mean 
Somebody's well, going to do that. Like, look at what, what happened well, with Dion. What Dion's. did he actually do? He just threw out an offer. We don't know how legitimate it was. It's not like Caleb Williams is but, going there. But imagine how unprecedented. Imagine if somebody offered you 1.2 to go somewhere else other than Notre Dame. Whether you decided to do it or not, that's a shocker to your system. Like, I just got offered $1.2 million. I, 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 I don't think NIL is like the next thing that's going to be big. I think the transfer portal is what needs to be fixed. We can talk, well, about, we can talk about expansion that and all that. The, yeah, the portal that is the biggest issue right now in college it, it, football. You're, you're, that too. It, yeah, you're right. It, you're also, right. it also feels like there are a lot of schools out there that are looking around going, man, we don't know what the hell is going to happen with COVID and some of these, you know, uh, you know, lockdowns or whatever the hell is going on or some, you know, what we're going to be allowed to do or if we're going to be allowed. And I, and I just wonder if they're almost like, hey, before we start talking expansion, can we like figure out whether or not we're going to have football or we're going to have this and that, depending on what state or uh, what, what program you're a part of. And so when I look at this, I go. It feels to me like we're, what, Brady, two years away, three years away from this ever happening? There's some people that are throwing out, you know, uh, 2025 is the earliest that expansion is going to happen. Now, maybe yeah, they fast-track it, it, it. It wouldn't happen until they essentially finish the, the first term. And that's where we're getting towards. And, and you've got parties who are involved that are basically saying, you know, we don't feel like, especially considering the semifinal games, we don't feel like there's a need, you know, to expand because of how uncompetitive they've been. So why do we want to add more games? I mean, my argument is you would get better games 100%. with some of these New Year's Six we're seeing. Totally agree. I, I think the funniest argument to me of this whole thing, if you're saying that you want your conference championship game to be an automatic qualifier, if you're a Power 5 conference, whether you're the ACC or even the Big Ten in this instance, the funniest thing about it is you're not an automatic qualifier now. Right. Like, we've had years, we've had teams who didn't win their own division in their conference and still make it in. <laughs> we've had Big Ten teams who have won the Big Ten championship and not gotten in. Yeah. And so the argument that you're saying, well, you know, we don't like the language of this and we want it to be an automatic qualifier, it's not now. <laughs> like, you only right. get four teams, you have five Power Five conferences. <laughs> Like, how does that make any logical and, and, sense? I mean, we've had a national champ that didn't win their, their conference, correct? Yeah, that didn't win their division. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Think about that. You, you know what's funny, too, is, like, if you're the SEC, like, not only is your uh, your uh, conference championship winner uh, uh, automatically qualified, the, the team who loses also automatically qualifies, like, this past year. So it's like uh, the, the SEC feels like they're in, a, they're in a good spot and everybody else is trying to figure <laughs> about, this thing out. How about this stat? Now, this obviously <laughs> spans the college football playoff in the BCS era. I'm going to say this once, though, and tell, tell me how it hits you. In the last 16 national championships, the SEC's had 18 teams. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. let that hit you for a second yeah. to think about that. In the last 16 national championships, the SEC's had 18 teams. I love the SEC, man. <laughs> I love them so much. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Uh, and it that is... comes out to, what, 30, 32 <laughs> teams in total? Yeah, 18 of 32 yeah. uh, have, uh, have been SEC teams. That's great. It's two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, we're going to have the uh, good, the bad, and the ugly coming up in about 10 minutes from now here uh, on FSR. Uh, Eddie, I want to ask you, uh, Mike Tomlin said, uh, you know, anything's uh, you know up in the air as far as better 
Ben Roethlisberger uh, or replacing Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback for the Steelers, uh, your Pittsburgh Steelers, you and LeVar, the uh, Steelers fans here, uh, what do you want him to do? You want him to draft a guy? You want him to make a move in free agency? Do you want him to make a trade for one of these big-name QBs that could be out there? What are we thinking there, Eddie? I mean, it's so intriguing to me uh, to see what they're going to do because historically the Steelers always build through the draft. Uh, Kevin Colbert, their GM, apparently is going to retire after this draft. And, you know, how is he going to go out? (laughs) Is he going to go out kind of doing the blueprint he's always done? Or would he do something really wild and out of character and try and make a trade or go after a free agent, which they normally (laughs) don't do? Uh, Isn't it kind of odd they'd be doing that though? Like, hey, uh, I'm on my way out. Uh, here, here's your draft picks. Like, here you go. I mean, I know Ozzie Newsome and Eric DaCosta did that, and that's how Lamar Jackson got there. But it is kind of odd that you could be potentially drafting the future at quarterback in Pittsburgh and then saying, "Peace, I'm out." I would love for him to get Russell Wilson. That's why I was hating on the the idea of him going to Washington. I think it would be an amazing landing spot for Russell Wilson to go to Pittsburgh. Oh, to be competitive, um, yeah, for sure. I would love, I would love to see that. For, I mean, and what's I he going to do though? Gonna... Buy a bunch of Permani brothers after he's oh, done? And open up I'm just saying, man. what? Jeez. What? What's I, he going to do? I, I, oh, he I'm got a bunch drink. of fries and sandwiches. Hey, hey Lavar, you I'm can't drink saying, Iron City you know, Light like the rest of us. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying. I, I think that that would be the move. Yeah. I just oh, thought I'd put that out there. If he wants to win a Super Bowl, sure. Yeah, I just thought I'd put that out there. I, I mean, mean and, okay. and you can become very, very politically uh, powerful yeah. by, by <laughs> winning <you>? in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Have there been some guys who got into politics after the Steelers? Uh, you know, I don't know. And I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I don't know, and I don't care. I just know that. Uh, Wasn't Terry Bradshaw a uh, senator from the state of Louisiana? No, that didn't happen? No? Uh, no. I don't think that happened. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. You know, yeah. I don't. It's, uh, by the way, I mean, uh, does, does Russ feel like a Pittsburgh guy, you know? Uh, no. He doesn't really fit <laughs> what a Pittsburgh Steeler yeah. would be. He really Steeler. doesn't. Um, but he would make us a better team. Hey, He'd make the Steelers a better team. You put that out there, though. You did, baby. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. Well, there you go. Hey. You know that I'm a great football player. You know, you know what? I've been great. I my mind. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. Never mind. Never Hold mind. on. Um, he put it out there. It's in the universe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I want to see, uh, yeah, I, I would love to see, uh, you know, Sierra cruise through a Primanti Brothers. Like, All right. Yeah. Welcome to the next four years of our lives. This I tell fun. you what, Aaron Rodgers would be a trump card, though. Oh, there you go. You got Aaron Rod- going there now. And A Rod would be the perfect person in Pittsburgh. Hey. I mean, yeah. he would be pretty. That 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 would be epic. I might move back to Pittsburgh if Aaron Rodgers signed to, to Pittsburgh. Go to sleep. Oh, see. Me, me and me and Ed. Can I stay me, at your place? Hey, I'm about to say we'll, hey. we'll 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 get a spot together. Hey, but right. but Eddie uh, Brady, you've been slinging uh, Kenny Pickett's name around uh, that that he could be the first quarterback on. You think he's going to be available when the Steelers pick? Where are they picking? They're they're, uh, what, 20, I want to say, or, or what are they, 20, 21, 22, I want to say the Steelers it's, are at right it's now? It's so hard to determine what some of these teams are going to do at quarterback because I really think it comes down to, especially with the way this draft class is regarded, what a team like the Carolina Panthers does. Can they, can they convince Deshaun Watson to want to come there? Like, there's those thoughts to it. Where does Russ go and all that? Like, the domino effect from the guys who are on rosters that may want to be somewhere else, that has to play out first before the draft takes place. So that could push basically a guy like Kenny Pickett, who I think is the best in the draft, but maybe he could fall to Pittsburgh at, at 20 or wherever they're drafting. It's 20, yeah. 
Yeah, you don't want to uh, you don't want to pull a Dan Marino, you know. You don't want to, you know that to happen again. Guy in your own backyard, you let him get away. Just uh, hey, uh, hey, relax, man. Listen. You don't know. You don't know nothing hey, about <laughs> Pittsburgh matters like that. Relax, <laughs> listen, brother. Listen, relax just, you know, yourself. Just trying to set you know set everybody's expectations. You're trying to though. start some beef. That's what you're trying um, to do. It's uh, listen. Relax. I'm a Pens fan. Yeah, man. come on, Lavar. Yeah. Pens. Oh yeah, that yeah, is yeah, big time. yeah that yeah. is yeah. Lavar and I at the igloo back in the day. We were uh, we were on the set of Sudden Death I've been with there uh, for plenty of things. What's plenty his name? Van Damme. Van Damme. Jack Claude Van Damme, or whatever his name is. Yeah, Ice Capades was the most amazing thing to go Gosh. witness and experience at at the igloo. You saw the Ice Capades at the igloo? I did. Good for you. <laughs> I did. <laughs> good for you. That's amazing. Um, all right. So yeah, very good point, Roberto. <laughs> uh, make sure they hear what you just said, Roberto. Uh, all right. Uh, so it's two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. Harrington, <laughs> Brady, Quinn, oh, Jonas, Knox. The good, the bad, and the ugly. It's yours next here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. So make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, coming up uh, top of next hour, uh, you know, we got some things to address. Uh, there's this, um, you know, coach feud potentially in the NFL playoffs. We've got uh, some more envelopes to hand out, some good news, bad news envelopes here mm. uh, for the NFL playoffs as well, too. Uh, before we get to another edition of the good, Petros the bad, is coming on, right? Yeah, and Petros oh, next yes. hour also, so that'll be fun. Can't wait. Uh, but before we get to the good, the bad, and the ugly here uh someone you know and and listen we would love to share this with you but unfortunately we can't uh they want to know what roberto said to us in our ear uh, before we went to break and i nope. told you can't do it look that is um you know that's a subscription paid uh, opportunity <laughs> and yeah. uh there are two shows there's the show on the air and then the show that roberto gives us in our ears and um you know one of them is not uh not for air there's that so you know unfortunately can't, we can't can't do it I, I believe the acronym is nsfw yeah that's that's <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, very appropriate. Uh, by the way, we are brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. Right now, it's time for this. There are some good things that happen, and there's some bad, and then there's some downright ugly things. It's time for Good Bad and ugly. All right, executive producer, lead the lap. Uh, who the hell's got what this week? I want to make sure that we're all on the same page with this. You got it, Jonas. Yeah. Well, as always, we always start with some good news, and the envelope goes to you, Jonas, for good news. Of the all week. right, listen, uh, I could go uh, a couple of different directions here. Now, I could do what everybody on social media likes to do, ball wash, uh, OBJ, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. He had a great game the other night. I mean, he was throwing the ball. He was catching the ball, especially considering his first 
first playoff appearance for the Giants and the uh, that, that boat trip they took and all the criticism he got. Feel good story, but I'm not going to line up and wash his balls like everybody else does in the media. I'm simply going to point towards Jimmy Garoppolo. That's the good. This is a guy who's heard for multiple offseasons in a row that they're going to move on from him at quarterback. They're going to draft somebody. They're going to trade for somebody. They even kicked the tires on Tom Brady like a year and a half ago before he made the decision to go to Tampa Bay. But here he is in the postseason getting another win. People forget he was six minutes away from winning a Super Bowl over Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. He was out playing Mahomes, and there he is with one hand, a busted up shoulder. He didn't play all that well, but he still gutted it out, got his team a win. My good is Jimmy Garoppolo. And now what people really care about, the bad news of the week. And to, for this week, we go to Brady for the bad. Oh, that's a layup, guys. I mean, you don't have to look anywhere else uh, other than the Dallas Cowboys and the way, well, I guess their exit from the super wild card round with that final play. Not only was the play itself ugly, just watching a team, which if you go back, look at the wide receivers for the Cowboys. No sense of urgency to get lined up, to get on their side. It looked like a fire drill. I mean, Dak's turning around with no one to hand the ball to, and they just gives it to the center like they can just line up and have the center spot the football. Then you've got the official who's trying to get through the offensive line who are like in a wedge formation like they're running a quarterback sneak. So uh, all in all, it was just awful, awful, awful bad execution. And then what came from it? Obviously, the comments about – The officials from Dak, the fans throwing stuff at the officials. Yeah, Dak thought they were actually throwing it at the Cowboys players initially. Now we've got the the apology to the officials because the NBA is putting pressure on Dak. I mean, the whole thing, it's just bad. It really is in Dallas right now. And from bad to downright ugly, LeVar, let us know what was ugly this week. I'm going to go downright ugly, but I'm going outside of the realm of sports, and I'm going to venture into, well, entertainment. You guys know her. You used to love her. You might still love her, but I don't know. But, you know, Britney Spears. Oh, Dios mio. (laughs) The toxic singer, if you don't remember. But uh, listen, she's now issuing a cease and desist letter to Jamie Lynn. Do you guys know who Jamie Lynn is? Yeah. Is that her sister or mom? That's her sister. So apparently Jamie Lynn is trying to profit off of Britney Spears with a a book and obviously has been saying some, well, not so nice things about big sis Britney. Uh, Britney doesn't like it. Her lawyer has chimed in on it and said that if she doesn't stop, uh, well, she's going to sue. So that's pretty ugly when you're trying to benefit from uh, the fame of your sister. <laughs> Nobody would really care who you are if you weren't uh, Britney Spears' sister um, and you're trying to profit off of it with a tell-all book. That's kind of lame. I mean, I'm that is ugly, ugly, man. It, it, ugly. That's just it, ugly. Well, her whole yeah. family dynamic isn't like her situation with her dad. Like, yeah, uh, she I had mean, to divorce her dad, like emancipate herself from her dad or something like, like that. Like, what do you think a family reunion's like for them? I mean, is it like? Uh, uh, I don't like, think they have one. Like, leave, leave, uh, you know, uh, weapons at the front door, guys. Let's just keep yeah. it cool and uh, have a couple be. of drinks. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it just weapons. feels like uh, they're they're constantly, uh, you know, at odds. Like, there's but always yeah, an issue between be that family. Fan. You know, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I get it, but come on now. I mean, let's uh, let's keep it. You know, don't make money off each other. I mean, you can make money off each other. Just do it the right way. Yeah, I'm gonna Jeez. make money off Brady. I think. It's my <laughs> 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 